0: Mate, we covered three states today. Yeah, we did. And the thing that I took out of it is that the the Brisbane Carnival is really starting to heat up. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really care about, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And him, probably the feature race of the day, um, full credit to the sponsors of that race as well. Um, but I think I've found one of the great get out of the casino bets of all time, and you'll actually be able to see that on my Neds profile this weekend as well. Yes, uh, the Neds profile is great, mate. Um, you know, if you want to follow us in, if you followed uh, us in last week, you would have found a coupler, that's for sure. Maybe you find some more this week at some value. But uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But still, you can do everything else with the Neds app. You can get weird and exotic as well with the Neds same race multi. And, you know, there's no one else I'd rather bet with heading into the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Well, they also have a black book feature there, so you can black book ones for these prep runs into their grand finals. They have the futures markets there. You can do all that good stuff mm-hmm. with the good people at Nets. Mm-hmm. Damn right. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. <sighs> <sighs> Oh You right, mate? Yeah, just feeling a bit woozy I don't know woozy, unenthused, um dreary, you know, sad not sad because hey, let's be honest. Like we do a racing podcast. Yeah. And we've got an enormous fan base with millies, millies of people. Huge. Um we get paid millies. Yes, that is factual. So, you know, it it could be worse. Mm-hmm. But man, not far off. Adelaide racing. It's as a as a hearty, born and bred Queenslander. Yeah, it's hard to get super enthused about it. Well, what's smaller than like little brother stuff? You know what I mean. So like. Big brother versus little brother, Broncos versus Cowboys. Yep. Um, yep. And and then what are you talking about like with with regards to Adelaide because there's a few family members, yeah. few siblings. Yeah. All right. So if we talk through the family, right, so mum and dad are Melbourne and Sydney. Yep. They don't necessarily get on together, but they stay together for the family. Yep. Then I'd say good old Brisbane, Queensland Racing is the eldest child. The favourite. Yeah. After that. Uh, but the second born child, I'd say, is WA Racing. You know, smart, good looking, you know. And is a worldwide traveller or at least a domestic traveller. Oh, and, and offers a lot to, you know, the older sibling and the mum and the dad. Yeah. And from what I've heard yeah. by several people and scholars is- Typically, the third child misses out,
1: mm. and youngest. that
0: is by far South Australian racing. 100%. 100%. See, I'd phrase it even slightly differently. So, you probably got uh, twin siblings. Mm-hmm. So, you, you got your mum and your dad, which is Australian racing. Mm. Just one big hole, mum mm-hmm. and dad. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, yeah, like twin eldest siblings, mm. uh, New South Wales and Victoria. and And you're right, they don't always get along, but they both offer so much, yeah. And they're the big dogs, uh-huh. and then you got the immediate younger sibling who always gets invited. Both, both, both yeah. the older siblings, big fan. It's like, yeah, come play with me. <laughs> um, they're playing split screen Halo, and you know, there's four controllers. Um, and obviously the two older twins, New South Wales and Victoria, get to play, and then the third player is is Queensland. Easily, it's just really well loved, yep. liked. Uh, offers a lot to Australian racing. And then, yeah, WA is getting that last controller. Mm. Easy. Yeah. And then South Australia is getting a controller, but it's not fucking connected. <laughs> <laughs> and they're sitting there looking up at the screen like, no, you no, <laughs> don't It's like, I'm turning left, but it's going left. And that's because the Southern siblings don't want them to play. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you think our thoughts are on South Australian racing drifters? I think you've nailed that. <laughs> uh, that is very funny. Um, um, we were talking about it before on the way here, though. How would we fix it? Yeah, how would we fix it? And, look, we don't know the carnival inside out, but, hey, let me get it up mm. because there's only four group ones there. The Australasian Oaks, so runner, the 2,000 metres at Morphettville Parks, it's this weekend. Yeah. it's what we're talking about. Then after that, you have the Robert Sangster Stakes, over 1,200 metres. Now, now I'm going to have to double check the conditions of the race. It could potentially be for the fillies only. Let's have a look here. No, it's just a way for age group one by the looks of it. Yep. So, uh, I'm only seeing fillies here. So I think it's, I think it's only for the mares. Yeah, it's only for the mares. Okay, so you have a mares only sprint. Yep. Then you have the South Australian Derby. Yep over 2,500 metres, and then you had the Goodwood, another sprint. And we were thinking, how would we work this into, say, if we absolutely had to combine both of the carnivals together, the South Australian Carnival and the Queensland Carnival? Yeah. How would you do it? Oh, mate, you know, I think you'd have to look at the races that we have here and then that are similar to the ones that you just mentioned and make a decision, an informed decision about which one you'd take above it. Yeah. So let's have a look at the Australasian Oaks and compare it to the Queensland Oaks. I think we already, yeah, we already have one. Yeah, Queensland Oaks. Yeah, we do. Um, I think it, we might keep ours. Yeah, it's worth more prize money. Um, nicer track. Yeah. So we'll keep that. Okay. Okay. So moving on to the Robert Sangster. Like look, you said, it's a sprint race for fillies and mares. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. But we've got the Tats Tiara. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We might keep that one. It's also worth more money. So All right. moving on. South Australian Derby,
1: 2,500
0: metres. This can produce some decent horses. Russian Camelot. Russian Camelot springs to mind. Um, um, Explosive Jack. Yeah. Um, and others. But what, where, why we have to keep the Queensland Derby is because it is absolutely essential for horses getting sold to Hong Kong. And we need to keep that relationship. 100%. Where else are we going to get all our prize money from? So, Plus, ours is worth a milli. Theirs is worth $400,000. Okay. Is that a typo? <laughs> $400,000. 400, what, is this English racing where they've got fuck all prize money? Oh. <laughs> Should be. Hey, <laughs> we could put it on the the drift, uh, darling. <laughs> <laughs> Actually now it's now's my new favourite race, the SA Derby <laughs> on the drift derby. <laughs> okay. And then uh, and then we're moving to the Goodwood. Oh another mm-hmm. sprint race. Oh, over twelve hundred metres. It's four hundred thousand dollars. The Zoom ten thousand is worth a milli. The Kingswood Smiths over thirteen hundred, worth seven hundred. The <laughs> Stradbroke handicap, fourteen hundred metres. You could argue that's a sprint race. You know, it's w- worth it's worth one and a half milli. You know what South Australia are hanging their hat on? Is nothing mate because <laughs> <laughs> what hat do they have? They have a heritage hat, they have a history hat. That's about it because the Goodwood is one of the elder Australia's oldest races, mm. but so it's past its use by date, then by the looks of it, <laughs> by the looks of it, like the last decent winner of the race was Santa Ana Lane, mm. I believe. Um, oh tracking one at last year um but if we can have three group one sprints up here worth more money i think we might keep them too so what we've basically decided um drifters is that the two of us single-handedly have solved the pattern yes you know don't worry about what uh they're doing in New South Wales and Victoria and the arguments they're having about disrupting the great pattern in racing. Mm. I reckon if we just abolished South Australian racing, full stop. Mate, they're halfway there getting rid of Oak Bank Jumps racing. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> I d- so something that is one of the highest attended race days of their whole program <sighs> over the Easter Carnival, they usually get 40,000 people there. It's a good turnout. Oak Bank Jumps racing. They changed it to a flats program this year. 6,000 people turned up. <laughs> what are they doing? Oh, I, I don't know. Down there. I don't know. But I think I think we'll solve the patent issues if we just abolish their carnival. <laughs> <laughs> I think we will. So, with that in mind, um, look, I don't want to get to that race quite yet. <laughs> but we went to the track on Saturday. Good day out. We did, yeah. Went to the track, yeah. It's always good, mate. Um you know, getting back to the track, it's been a while. There is one issue I have with Doom though. Um specifically Doombin, not Eagle Farm. Yeah, specifically Doombin. So we're in members, right? Like, you know, I've I've uh, reduced myself back to the lows of being in members again. The the champagne, <laughs> cocktails, caviar and all out of um, the chairman's club for me and Ranwick. I think my head was just getting a bit too inflated. The ego was just getting a bit too inflated. No, I just needed to be popped. And sunk back down to earth. So you know, dealing with all the plebs in uh, members, um, yeah, it was good to have you there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> wearing <laughs> their jeans and joggers and all that. Nah, that's a bit harsh. But so when you when you're in members at Doombin, mm. you've you're trying to watch a race like that's happening live in at Doombin. Yeah, and obviously you can't see on the other side of the track where it's like a, I don't know a 14, 16... No, Two thousand meter race. You see the peloton. Yeah, that's that's all. But I'm my vision is pretty damn good, but it's not that good. Exactly right. So you're like, well, I'm going to look at the big TV. It's just like when you're at SunCorp, you're going to look at the big TV screen at at times, yeah. right? Um, and it's you're trying to watch it, and it is obscured by the massive Doombin Racecourse sign on the finish line. They put the screen right behind that, yeah. so, so the members can't see it. So all right. You say it's a massive winning post, right? i th- i have a I have an issue with the size of the TV. <laughs> I've got an issue with both. It is a s- tiny television, small as the one we have in here would be bigger. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> My bloody iPhone screen's bigger. It's horrific footy and Eagle Farm. They Look, talking big brother, little brother, Eagle Farms the Big Brother. Oh, easy. Far Be- better setup. Beats up on Doomben, but then the tracks and all sorts. Yeah. Well, but I- hey, it's still better than Bloody Adelaide, Racing. That's true. That is true. <laughs> but no, it was it was good, mate. Um any particular takeaways from the weekend for you? Oh, just I have a long way to go for my Queensland Adelaide form. Long way to go. May as well not even have a bet over the next month, I'd say. Oh, you yeah, know, personally. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um yeah, it it is a little bit tough when you've sort of been yeah. focusing on the southern states and you come back up, but no, you mate, you'll you'll be right. Yeah, I I landed up two dollars down. So in my win, in my humble, that's a win. Oh man, that's a perfect day of the track. That's a strong win. Should we talk some horse racing? Yeah, let's get into it. All right. So as mentioned, one of the shit hot group ones of the year. <laughs> The Australasian Oaks last year won by a $61 pop that no one had. But not a bad addition this year. You have some interstate raiders. El Patroness adds interest. She has fallen from Victoria and Sydney. Now she's in Adelaide. So Mm -hmm. she is probably overs at the $6 on offer, but then you have- the favourite, My Whisper, who, to be on- I'm going to be honest with you, didn't know she existed until I saw the form for this race. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, it's, a, it's an open race. The, I've, I've found the three-year-old crop of fillies so tough mm. to find. So you've had Hinged, Fangirl. Obviously, I'm a big fan of Gypsy. Uh, I feel like when they were younger, when they were two-year-olds, they were, were tough to find. Mm. Um you know, spring last year. Like, you won the VRC Oaks. What, what's happened to her? Yeah. Well, they've kind of kept her on ice. So I don't yeah. know if she's injured. And then Biscayne Bay, who was behind, she ran well in the derby. And then they're, they're very tough. Espiona yeah. was obviously touted as the next biggest thing. Like, I know she- Not the derby, the Oaks. Anyway. Yeah. I know she won- um, her last race and is obviously being spelled for the spring. I still think she's going to be a special horse, but like the three-year-old fillies are a tough, tough bunch to read. Yeah, it's a good point you make. And there's a couple in here that actually do have some form around older horses and the boys. They do, yeah, which I know you made a point of um, tracking throughout the autumn and, and and those things have popped up a lot. Yeah, which I'm kind of I'm – I'm going – I'm kind of – Going that way a little bit, but kind of not as well. So, I think let's start with a favorite, My Whisper. Yeah, I mean, look. To be honest, I, I the, my first uh, the first sight I had of her was um, last start. Mm. and I watched that race, and I actually watched that race. Uh, I had some cash on Bonza Perla mm. in that race. Um, you know, typically don't usually punt in um, in. In Morphettville but... Unless we have Corb's mail. Yeah, exactly. Corbeau, shout out. He is man. a Morphettville. He gets the Morphettville morals going. Yeah, oh, we, we love Corbo's morals in Morphettville. So I, the reason why I wanted to back her is because, you know, I saw that she was racing. And I was like, this thing ran third in the bloody uh, Aussie guineas to her Totsu and lightsaber against the boys. <laughs> um, she was big price there. She ran second next start. Uh, so I had a bit of cash on her. Um, for the Auraria stakes, which My Whisper won. And My Whisper, mate, was bloody four or five wide the trip. Mm. She was carrying a bit less weight than Bonza Perla, but she didn't you know didn't use it to her advantage at all. And she was strong through the line and fought off um fought off Bonza Perla. Mm. So that's the first time I saw her and I was like, what is this thing doing next start? And obviously it's here. J. Carr on board, draws absolutely perfectly. So, hopefully, she's like four or five wide the trip this time. Well, that, I'll, I was looking because I went through the replays of the key chances and I didn't get too far after looking at this girl because I was just blown away by that win. Mm. And the other interesting thing was looking through her other starts, she doesn't get that far back usually. No, she doesn't, no. So, I think she can use that barrier, um, have a very soft run. She was... Strong through the line, there she was. Uh, she'll eat up two thousand meters. She's by Frankel, and we all know how good Frankel was on the track, uh, undefeated big fella. So she's a half sister to Hungry Heart, wears mm. the same silks. <laughs> Thoughts? Unfortunately, uh, I think it's well known that long Silks are not our favourite on yeah. this podcast. Nah, disgusting. So, but like, look, I do admit I, I, I'm tipping her on top with not a lot of confidence. Yeah. I think our patronus can win this. Yeah, um, I think what was in El Patronus's favour last start was the heavy ground. Hundred percent. It's just like nothing was making ground at Ramwick that day, Championships Day Two. So, and she gets her form profile suggests that she likes heavier ground. I think there's a couple of good roughies in the race. Your point on Bonza Perla is fantastic. Mm. Drawn really well, and she does have form around Haytatsu. Some of the other boys, so I think she's well over the odds at tens. Beats, uh, uh, beats, meets my whisper better at the weights as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think Daisy's is probably overs as well. Agreed. Um, She she's been fantastic. She went down in the Port Adelaide Guineas last start, but she a strange race. I think if you actually look at it, like the winner did win by four lengths, but. I think she actually did quite well. Um yeah. all things considered and she was if you if she was like a, a $7 poll proposed to one80 80 you probably think that she's the one back here. Yeah. But, but last last start um starting price that that profile usually indicates it's just an off run and and they'll run better. Yeah. I've got one at a enormous price here that I think can run race and hasn't got out to this distance blink his first time. That's not number 15 stray. For Anthony Cummings now it was only two and a half lengths off my whisper now if you rewatch the replay drifters it's the what big yellow horse that comes straight through afterwards chuck this into all of your exotics if you play that way SR, SRMs all that good stuff 34 bucks I'll be having a saver on this girl forget the form profile because it looks horrific 10 starts 1 win nothing else I think the distance is the key to this horse, would have been aimed up at this. The Cummings, all the Cummings right across Australia are just- To know when to come. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> They're, um- he owns this horse as well, I just see. He's the- um- Oh, really? Yeah, he's the manager, Anthony. So, there you yeah. go. Oh, look, yeah. Oh, man, I can make a case for a few other things, buddy. Barb Yeah. Last start was a bit of a dud. <laughs> But before that, has got cracking form. Mm. Behind, she out the bar at Mooney Valley. She ran through the roof there. Uh, gets a dry deck. Doesn't like the heavy. So, she'll run well. Uh, Ma Mooney, speaking of Cummings, yeah, she's drawn the car park. That's probably the, the biggest issue for her. But she's got form around Honey Creeper. Um, has, you know, form around the Cunning Fox, which isn't too bad of a horse. And like we've just said, the Cummings boys are on fire at the moment. So, oh, mate, yeah. I, I, my whisper on top for me, just because that last run was unbelievable. and. To get a better run this time, and I think this was always the plan for her. Jake Carr on board, massive, massive tick. Yeah. So, I, you know, <laughs> we'll see. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, my whisper on top for me as well. Before we get into our best bets, there is actually some decent, possibly even better horse racing at, at Eagle Farm this week. 100%. Um, so let's have a quick look there. Before we do, what I did notice – if you look at um, who, the main sponsor of all these races, apart from the feature, it's all Treasury Casino. <laughs> like Basically a Treasury <laughs> Casino handicap. Come. Come to the cast. <laughs> so, um, I don't know, and talking to our good mate Josh at uh, Ned's this afternoon, just talking about the cast, give me itchy to have a sesh. Rule it. <laughs> <laughs> but the victory stakes, mate, way for age, group two, Twelve hundred meters. I'll let you talk to it, please, mate. Yeah, cracking race, cracking race. And we were sort of talking about it earlier today, and and keep an eye out for our Ned stuff later on in the week. But you know, there's a few things in here that you think would be decent players for the rest of the winter carnival. But as it turns out, this race very rarely um, is is a massive form reference, at least for the winner. Mm. Uh, look, I didn't dig too deep into it. Whether the um, you know, things that are me home for third or fourth have gone on to do anything. But anyway. We talk um, about winners here. We talk about winners on this podcast because we are winners uh, about 30% <laughs> of the time. Um, biggest one, mate. Number three, Rothfire. Yeah. He's back. He is. Do you think he's back and worth a price of $2.30? Absolutely not. Can't have him at that price. I know you're with him, but yeah. I can't go in at those odds the one that did interest me in early fields was Counter Rupee at um around the five dollars. Bit disappointed with that price because I feel like he has been quite underwhelming, mm. but he has Kementari form. This horse, um, and I don't think he is getting. He didn't get through those heavy decks in Sydney. I think he's going to appreciate the rock hard Eagle Farm deck. Um, I do see here that he is by Real Impact a Japanese sire, which I can only assume is related to deep impact and therefore fierce impact. So I love to see that. Yeah. Look, I I, I am with uh, Rothy, I think, um, I hope more than anything else. We talk about head and heart and betting. I hope more than anything else that he's back somewhere near what he was. Um, The one that – We'll go to start Tontes now. Obviously, she's a, she's a star filly. She's a great filly for Robbie Heathcote, and I think she'll play a part um, in the Group 1s for, for the rest of the uh, winter carnival. Mate, hey, the one I like at a bit of a price is Jamea down mm. the bottom. Um, she likes his distance. She likes a good deck. Yeah, the Galaxy, she ran 11th out of 14, but she hated that heavy deck. You know, it was yeah. a Group 1 uh, handicap. And then surround stakes – Again, heavy deck. Start before that, though. Second behind Fangirl and Espiona. I think she's been one that has been absolutely crying out for the good ground. 100%. But she is another one of these three-year-old fillies that is just like, they're just doing like the horse racing Keno. Yeah. Just bobbing their heads up right across the field and you don't know which colour going to get up. 100%. Musical chairs. <laughs> Uh, the three-year-old filly. So, yeah, I agree. But I I think at that price, she's worth a little each-way play. Yeah, this is kind of like the B-grade stakes, I'd say. Might be a bit harsh, but like it's almost like the story stakes. Vague won the uh, Group 1 winner from last year in the Winter Carnival, counter-rupee, you know, some stories there. But, yeah, the main one's like Rothfire, obviously coming off that injury again. Robbie Heathcote runner, which we haven't even touched on. Mm. Nickanova is always just <laughs> crushing punters' hearts. Um, it's me, the Kosciuszko winner. Mm. Like they've been desperate to get her on a good good track as well. And then Startante and Jamea add at interests as three year olds as well as as well as Ranchan. Hey Baller is not a bad shout in this race either. Baller, <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. First up, he flies. But yeah. Might be outclassed, anyway. Best bets time, yeah, mate. Look, I I uh, actually like a few things in um, Eagle Farm on the on the weekend. Um, I have one bet, so oh, play on it. That's it. Yeah, okay. You you take it away. Uh, so in the first race, I like Major Artie down the bottom with it with the lightweight. There is absolutely no speed in this race, but it'll go forward being a, a waterhouse and bot horse uh, with the lightweight. Forget last start. Um, I think that's a good bet. Um, mm-hmm. They're my best of the day. Going to race three. Race three. Eagle Farm, mm-hmm. number five, Curroy royale mm-hmm. Chris Waller thing, first up. Been waiting for a good deck um, after being spelled for a couple months. Draws perfectly. Best bet of the day. It's uh, $2.90 with Nez now. It was $3.40 when I was looking at it before. Fuck. Did you jump on? I did not. Shit. Well, I've got one that, you know, can add a bit of value in. Okay. So I want you to go to Hawkesbury. I'm a student of the Hawkesbury form, trust me. Um, <laughs> I wanted you to go to race seven, the Hawkesbury Guineas. Interesting race, this one, but I think the favourite gets the job – done and it gets it done well here, Mr. Mozart. $3 you're getting with Neds. That is, I think that's crazy. Like he absolutely dominated our playboy in the Doncaster prelude at Newcastle um, last start. Beat home, never be kissed, never been kissed. Uh, but in that our playboy race, he was beating home the four-year-olds, five-year-olds, the older horses and he's back to his own age here. I think he just absolutely blitzes them. And he's the bottom weight gets five weight uh, five kilos off him. It's not going to be enough. <laughs> so I think Mr. Mozart, Willie Pike on board, Hawk Stable, Barry Five, bang, mate. Can't blame you. Lovely. Well, we'll keep these Morfeitville podcasts pretty short because they don't add too much interest to us, but hey, we'll try and find a couple with winners anyway. Yeah, and uh, we were just saying before the podcast, you won't um, hear a drifter of the week, obviously, on this podcast. Um, however, um, the, we'll, we'll figure it out. That we'll, we'll get a drifter of the week to get their um, – mm. do you know what we could do? We could do like a poll mm. and we just pick maybe five different horses, um, yeah, group we'll, one. We'll do just, the four, four favourites or something. Yeah.
1: We'll just give that a
0: a bell. Yeah, I reckon. Speaking of polls, you have egg on your face because the drifters do know what juggernauts are. I don't have egg on my face, mate, because the drifters are virgins and I am not. (laughs) So who's a loser now? (laughs) You guys are. Yeah, no, mate. Honestly, I had no idea what that was. I've never played COD. Like, yeah, come on, mate. Yeah. Well, you're a Halo guy. I'm a big Halo guy. All uh, right, not anymore. But I was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking verge. <laughs> Alrighty, we'll see you next week, drifters. See you, drifters.